Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution. Welcome back to the Superhumanize podcast. Today I have a really special episode for you. We're going to talk about the profound healing we can experience when we connect. Have you ever felt completely alone while navigating a life challenge or crisis, either because you have no one you can talk to, or because you feel like you don't want to burden those close to you, or maybe because you feel no one would understand what you're going through? I certainly have, and I wish at the time I would have had the emotional support I needed. For all of you who have struggled or are struggling right now, this episode is for you because no one should be left alone with life's challenges. This is the core belief of today's guest, Irad Eichler, co-founder and CEO of Circles, an online emotional support platform that is revolutionizing the way people receive support during life's toughest moments. Circles connects individuals with shared experiences into small support groups led by trained group leaders and licensed mental health providers. Circles enables people to be heard, understood, and supported by others who are going through the same issues in their lives, such as the loss of a loved one, parenting issues, or divorce. By connecting users in safe, intimate, and private groups led by professional facilitators, Circles helps people heal. In addition to his work with Circles, Irad is the founder of the Shekulotov Group, an organization that helps individuals with psychiatric disabilities achieve their goals. His dedication and passion for helping those with mental health issues and developmental disabilities have been recognized by the World Economic Forum, naming him Social Entrepreneur of the Year. Join us as Irad shares the profound healing we can experience via connecting with each other and sharing with each other and how Circles provides an amazing support solution in a time where so many of us need it. If you enjoy this episode and feel it helps you elevate your life, please give us a rating or review. And if you feel others may benefit from this podcast as well, spread the word, share, and help grow our tribe of superhumans. When we help heal one, we help heal all. Much gratitude and love. Yours, Ariana. summer and I have passionately dedicated the last 12 years of my life to creating the ultimate human experience mentally, physically and spiritually based on the most powerful ancient teachings and cutting edge modern discoveries and technologies. The Superhumanized Podcast is a show committed to sharing what I have learned from the world's leading experts in order to help you achieve your full potential and create your best life ever. Irad, welcome to the Superhumanized Podcast. Thank you for joining us today from cold Berlin, where you just shared with me you ran a half marathon. That's amazing. Thank you so much uh, for having me. And I couldn't imagine anything more fun to do than speaking with you after a half marathon. So thanks. 
Oh, absolutely. The pleasure is all mine. And uh, you are uh, truly a citizen of the world. You briefly mentioned you work in, out of Israel and also from New York. You're in Berlin currently. Um, you have a lot going on also in Germany. And um, also your upbringing. You and I share a kind of a similar upbringing. You moved around a lot when you were younger. Uh, can you talk about your life's journey and how it, that particularly has informed who you are today? That's amazing. Thanks. Yeah. So I've, I, I moved uh, while growing up in Israel. I moved 13 times uh, in three different cities. Uh, and it was, the correlation was to our financial Uh, situation with the family so uh, my father had a business and as the business grew we kind of like upgraded where and uh, where we live and then as things went sour and uh, he almost got into back bankruptcy we kind of like changed downwards the the where we live so and it happened that uh, and we moved so uh, sometimes we moved really like within a few months so uh, it I, I was in the Israeli army so one weekend I came back and I didn't know where my parents lived. So mm -hmm. I literally just got into this, the, the, um, where we lived and I, and I didn't have cellular phones then back then. So I literally knocked on my friend's window, woke him up and asked him, Hey, do you know where my parents moved? And then it took me to where, where we lived back then. And I think that the mo it was really uh, impactful uh, on the way I look at things and, uh, and, things because it the, the biggest things when moving is obviously change right you change where you live you change like, your room you change who you live like sometimes I moved uh, I lived with my siblings and then we moved and I had my own room and then moved back and with my siblings so it's there's a lot of changes and also your social surroundings you know I had friends in the city that I've been then we moved to another city in another city so um kind of rebuilt and rebuilt and I had all kind of like social circuses circles around me uh, from different stages uh, uh, in life and I think that when I'm looking at myself to them change is something that I actually get me pumped up and I'm really excited about change which mm -hmm. I found that is not that uh, uh, um, some of the people most of the people that I know of they are not uh, um, it find it hard uh, find uh, change hard and for me it's 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 a way of living so Yeah, so I think that was the the one thing that really impacted uh, uh, the way I uh, my um, you would say agile 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 way of thinking because of the moving and and adjusting to change. Mm. Irad, I can relate to that a lot. Thank you for sharing, and also the constant. Um, Uh, constantly finding and also integrating into new social circles. That has always been a big theme, you know, ever since I was a child. Uh, coincidentally, uh, you are the co-founder of a social impact organization called Circles. It's also a mental and emotional health. It's a healing platform uh, with a truly unique approach. Um, I would like to introduce those in the audience who have not heard about circles yet to this and um, can you first share with us what inspired you to create circles and then maybe share with us what makes circles unique in what we're doing at circles is we're solving the loneliness of people that are dealing with any kind of life challenge 
anywhere from uh, grief, separation, divorce, cancer, chronic illness, and so on and so forth. And I have really, I have experienced it myself. Uh, my mother was uh, fighting cancer uh, for seven years, and I spent a lot of time with her while she was fighting cancer. And in the la- and she passed away a few years ago. And before she passed away, a few months before, I I spent obviously she was um, she was more dependent on a lot of people, and I and she was also socially isolated because she had to stay more at home. And I spent a lot of time with her. One day she told me that even though I'm spending a lot of time with her, um, she still feels lonely because I don't really get what she's going through. Um, that, and then two days after, I overheard her speaking with a friend of hers that had cancer as well. And my mother was laughing and she was so cheerful. And I was struck by the differences between the two conversations. And specifically, uh, uh, it was frustrating for me as, you know, I'm her son, a lover son, loving son, and I invest a lot of time as the, um, trying to make her uh, feel better. And then this woman that is not even a good friend, she really makes a difference. And after my mother passed away, I was look. I went to therapy, and I I, I did some therapy sessions before. It was super powerful, changed my life, my communication, and everything. And then after she passed away, obviously as most of uh, most of the people that are dealing with and with an emotional challenge, you think immediately about therapy. This is like the go-to solution for us uh, right now. And and it wasn't. It was really frustrating to be because I wanted to talk about my mother and what I'm like, you know, processing the grief. And the therapist wanted to talk about me and what I'm going through and like what it's, what is my part. In the grief, and and that what it wasn't what I needed. Uh, I needed to speak with people that truly understand what I'm going through. And I was looking online, and there wasn't any uh, go-to place. There was only Facebook groups, but the, it was really sh- the conversation there was really sh- shallow. And I saw people, you know, sharing, and then you know, no one replies for four hours. And I thought, wow, this is really broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's that's why I started circles and. With my background with mental health, um, I realized that, that there is a huge gap in the world in terms of uh, uh, in terms of solutions. We, as we see, we see a, an increase, dramatic increase in the need of, uh, of of mental health support. But there's only therapy out there. Like as as I mentioned, like most of the people think of therapy as the go-to solution, and we need to find uh, new solutions and new ways to support people when dealing with a everyday mental health. I'm not talking about severe mental health. I'm talking about our own mental health as um, dealing with, you know, life life happens. Like every 16 months in average, you will go through a life challenge, anywhere from moving to to a divorce, to a, some kind of a, a illness could be also, you know, some casual things like parenting or, uh, or relationship and so on. So, it doesn't make sense that the only solution is just uh, um, just therapy. And then when you look at therapy or in the uh, the mental health in the mental health space in the U.S., you realize that there is a shortage of twenty six thousand therapists as we speak right now. So even if it would have been the solution, there is there isn't enough supply to solve the problem. And I'm arguing that it's not the solution. It's a great solution for some kind of a of um of challenges but it's not the solution for mental health we need a variety of solutions for mental health and that's what we are building at circles 
And while building the product, we, we saw an amazing motion of people that went through an healing process and then wanted to support other people as well. And that was really mind-blowing for us because we saw that as we kind of started as a group support, so the solution that we uh, went out with is like, is as opposed to one-on-one therapy, you can have like group support, uh, which is not therapy and it's more accessible cost-wise and also accessible because it's online and it's, it's easier to set up groups because it's online and it was working really well. But we saw that uh, uh, people are, are looking for immediate solutions and that's that, like accessibility and on-demand mental health solution are just not, uh, uh, just, you know, we're, we're lacking of such solutions. And that's that's where we we developed the new uh, uh, the new platform of uh, allowing people to support other people. So now we have on demand uh, a group support for anyone that is dealing with any kind of life challenge, and it's segmented. So that are going through divorce with kids are getting into one room, and, and people that are going through divorce without kids are getting into another room. And as we speak, there's dozens and dozens of rooms of people that are dealing with any kind of life challenge it's always moderated uh, which is super important like you can't have a group without a moderation without one that is uh, leading the process and helping people getting into what they need it's always real time so uh conversations like like uh, we're having right now as as i speak and you're nodding it validates what i'm saying and it makes me feel uh confident comfortable uh and and that that we need uh, as in, in our everyday communication. So, and also, but on this, on, on you can also keep your anonymity uh, as opposed to video or chat. It's audio only. So people, you can sense the feelings, but you don't have to uh, tap. And that allow, allows a lot of people to, to progress because when you're dealing with something, the, the first thing, it's the first thing that you feel is shame, it's really hard to share. It's really hard. You're in a spot where you feel that you're, only, you're the only one in the world that's going through this life challenge. And then when you hear and talk with other people, then it's kind of like it, it gets you at the end of the day to be so empowered that you can help other people as well. Mm-hmm. So that's circles and the, the story behind it. That's amazing, Irad. And, um, you know, so you have basically your, so somebody has, I'm just going to recap this also for the audience, when you are dealing with some kind of a challenge that affects your mental, your emotional well-being, it could be like you mentioned, a divorce, it could be the loss of a loved one, it could be a toxic relationship. I mean, there's so many things people are dealing with. And it's interesting what you mentioned about that every 16 months, people face a life challenge. So you basically match up individuals with very particular challenges. I think the groups are about five to six people, right? In circles. Those are the video groups, you're right. And then yeah. we have audio rooms, which is which we up to 40. And the reason why we um, ex- extended the number is because we realized that there's some people that just want to listen. Uh, they are not yet ready to share. So, and we, we like a lot of people reached out to us and said that I joined five audio rooms, didn't say a word. It was the most uh, um, effective thing that I've done to, 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 to in my healing process. Uh, because just when you, when you hear people validating your feelings, validating or sharing their feelings, and then 
you, you identify and it resonates with what you feel, that's a game changer uh, for people. Like that's that's just, huge. I, I, like it pulls you out of this black hole that you are in, and it's it suddenly there's a light. And I'm like I usually encourage people to go into details, like share your story. Don't say, "Oh, I was sad when I got divorced." No, tell us what got you really sad. Like what really happened. What and then as you share more feelings into in, like in depth, more the more people can identify and feel better. Like you're actually um, accelerating other people' healing process. Yes, and there's something really important I want to touch upon. That is this. You said you get people get pulled out of this black hole. This black hole, of course, is a mixture of feeling lonely, isolated, and ashamed. Healing was not meant to be faced all on your own. You, We have moved away from, you know, the ancient tribal structures to this day. There are even, there are peoples who have, uh, I think this is some community, some tribe in uh, African country, I forgot the particulars, but where they have a particular time of the year where they get all together and then they start crying and grieving. And whatever the individual grief might be of a person, but this crying, this release, this grieving together is something they've practiced since they can remember. And it's incredibly healing for the individual and also the community. So what you are doing here, Irad, is so powerful of bringing people together, realizing they're not alone with their challenges to actually have support from others who's going, who are going through the same. And also what you just shared there, there is a moderator. So this is somebody who is educated in how to um, help groups with certain issues, how to help people with issues move through it. I think this is really just brilliant. And um, when you go on the Circles website, you see that there's all these different types of groups. Um, what have you seen throughout uh, the time that Circles has uh, come into being? What are the top let's say three most pressing issues people are currently dealing with? When we went to market, uh, we were focusing on specific uh, uh, segments. So uh, there is a bias here in terms of we focused on grief and relationship and divorce. So obviously we had the most there, but what we found, for example, uh, an interesting um, community of people dealing with narcissistic relationship. That's like, that's huge 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 in in ways that i can't describe like the and it, for them like people getting into a room and you know it's like they're like start start breathing again for because they hear other people's story and it's a game changer because you're so isolated so also we found out for narcissistic relationship for example most of the groups are mostly evening time eastern time or uh or pity but still it's like it's still uh, evening time narcissistic relationship they are they are more comfortable joining groups during the day the reason why is because they are by themselves and their partner is not there so they are feel more comfortable sharing another thing that uh, we saw is po post, uh, uh, post uh, sorry uh, menopause, menopause there's a lot of like menopause uh, and need there um a lot of things are related to chronic illness and specific chronic illness and um, a lot of caregivers, people that, and that's really, there's a variety of caregivers. So anywhere from, you know, caregiving, like uh, cancer caregiving, but also parents that are caregivers, 
and children that are caregivers to their parents. So, but I think the 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 biggest insight, like as we talked about specific communities, but the biggest uh, uh, insight or realization that I had is that there's so many things that people are dealing with, and they are so specific. Like in ways that I, I'll tell you, like we had a gay person from Pakistan with HIV, dealing with HIV. He never spoke about him being gay with anyone. Uh, uh, and then uh, as he opened the support room for this uh, uh, this community, suddenly you had people from India uh, that also never spoke. In Pakistan and India, they're like two uh, uh, countries that are, are rival, but still the, the people, they connected and people from Africa joined this room. So I think this this was just one thing. We had all kinds of syndromes. People are opening syndromes and never heard of them, but it's like they are opening the rooms to support other people. So I think that it made me like, and I'll give another example, like a twin brother, grief of a twin brother or sister, a twin. Uh, that's something that is super powerful, super unique. Uh, um, and, you know, I would never have thought about it unless someone would open a room and said, hey, this is what we are dealing with. And then for them to meet people that are dealing with exactly the same life challenge, that's that's really powerful. That's incredibly beautiful, Irad. And uh, I'm actually a little choked up thinking about this. So, you know, people who either uh, because of the context of the culture they're living in, I'm thinking of the 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 gentleman from Pakistan or people who just have such a situation that's like really unique you know losing your your twin for them to be able to find and connect and then also to be able to experience that first of all there's no shame in um wanting help and wanting to not be alone to help cope and also heal but also to experience that there is no shame in what you are going through right now. And there's no shame in being who you are. And that is truly powerful and bringing people together, whether it's in the same cities or across the globe to connect, to know that there are so many more similarities that we share as human beings than there are differences. That is truly beautiful, Irad. Speaking about shame, so I can imagine also out of my own experience, I really had to practice to become vulnerable and open and share from whether it's my grief or certain traumatic experiences, people who are at the beginning of this journey, how can we learn uh, to share to, or to become comfortable to share without feeling shame? That's a great point. I think that that's something that if there's one thing that I want to accomplish with circles is this misconception of vulnerability and uh, the way people look at it. Because sharing, it's really bring, being brave as opposed to like, we have a culture that uh, that sharing uh, uh, things that you're dealing with as opposed to positive things are like, this is like something is wrong with you immediately. And when you look at, and I think that was accelerated uh, because of social media. I think that we we are in the midst of a movement of a revolution of the change, and I think it's also got to do a lot with muscular uh, um, uh, culture, like uh, more of a 
people that are um, uh, men leading uh, in, in different positions and this culture of, you know, uh, uh, and now we get more and more women in power. So we get another color of option and like another variety of options of how can you lead with, with, with sharing and with being vulnerable and with uh, uh, being empathetic. That, that's like a new, we are in the midst of this evolution and revolution. Uh, 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 and I think that for us as uh, individuals, the best way is to, when you're dealing with something, the one thing that you need to remember is that you're not the first one and you're not the last one that is going to deal with it. 100%, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're feeling, whatever that's, and I think getting into this realization that I'm not, there's no way in the world that I'm the only one that is that is dealing with this uh, uh, situation. That's, for, that's like the first step. And the second, and that's even harder to, is that there is no blame. You shouldn't be shame, like you shouldn't feel shame or whatever you're dealing with. Like I know my mother had cancer and she felt shame. Like, why should you feel ashamed when you're dealing with cancer? Because there's a lot of situations that you are that because of your f- physical situation, there's a lot of situations that you are getting into, and then you feel shame, and then it's kind of like you feel it across the board. So those are the the, the two steps, and I think the main messages that we are trying to get out there. First, no way that you are the only one dealing with it. You know, just listen, reach out, or try to listen, or um, and 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 find people that are dealing with the same life challenge. That's the first, and secondly, um, we totally respect what you feel. It's totally natural to feel shame and and blame. It's fine, but let's let's work with it. That's not let's move forward from this blame and shame because uh, because it's not your fault. Whatever happened to you, it's not your fault. Now. Now we need to uh, um, move forward. So I think those are, and we are trying to push out this message as hard as possible because I think that's the opposite of being lonely, right? Being connected, being uh, uh, in, in human interaction, that's the, that's where you feel the sense of belonging. Yes, 100%. And uh, just on a, a side note, a few months ago, a Dear friend of mine, Luba, here's a shout out to you and I. We founded a women's circle and we're meeting a couple times a month. And part of this circle is just to also share what's going on in our lives that, you know, may be weighing heavily on our hearts or on our minds. And the simple act of sitting together as a group and sharing openly and vulnerably and feeling seen and feeling heard can be so tremendously healing and to realize that you're not alone with what you're going through and to realize that you will be held by your community. That in itself, even though it might not be fixing something right away in the moment, provides a completely different basis from which you then go forth in your life. A hundred percent. And I didn't mention it, but I live in a kibbutz in Israel which is a small community uh, of people that are supporting. Basically, we live together uh, in, in, in various ways, uh, but we share a lot of things together. And I think we make sure that no one uh, will be left behind uh, education-wise, uh, health-wise, and emotional-wise, uh, which is, I think you mentioned that we moved from villages to, to cities, and that's we actually broke down 
support systems for people. And now we need to build uh, those support systems back, uh, put them in place in, in the way we live today. So in the way we live today, it's not necessarily in your building or wherever you live, but it could be an online support system, which is super effective and, and can make people feel so much better and less lonely. Absolutely. And Irad, I'd love to uh, learn from you. Is there uh, some kind of experience, a story that uh, just has stuck, been stuck in your mind that's one of the most meaningful or interesting uh, things that happened that you witnessed or learned about via the groups and circles that you could share with us? For sure, yeah. I, I love those stories. Um, I have so many. So I'll start with just, you know, one that is, uh, we had a, a woman that uh, lost her son. Um, and she was, you know, she she joined Circles, obviously, months later, a few months later. And she joined the group and they met every every week on the platform. And they, she, they didn't show up. I think it was on the eighth or ninth meeting. She didn't show up. And then the facilitator texted her and then other group members texted her. And she said, listen, I'm devastated. I'm not, I didn't get out of bed for the last two weeks. I'm like, I lost like everything. I don't have motivation and to do anything. And then one of them called her on the phone and told her, listen, please get out of bed right now. Go take a shower. I'm on, I'm, I'm waiting online. Like I'm, I'm waiting on the call. I will not close the call. Just go take a shower. And she, then she got back and the, the group member texted all the group members, told her, told them, listen, let's have a meeting now because I got her out of bed. And she literally joined the meeting and that changed uh, 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 the course of her next uh, uh, weeks. And so, because she literally got out of bed the group power in, at its at it, its best. Um, so that's one example. Another example is um, you know we had like we we have most of the services free, but we have this eighty dollars a month uh, group video support video group support. And one of the members said that she can't pay the eighty dollars a month. And all the group the other group members her group they knew each other for three months. Uh, said they will chip in, they will pay for her so she won't leave the service. Obviously, we paid for it and she stayed, but the, the, them willing to pay uh, uh, and to cover the cost of a woman they didn't know three months ago, and now she's such an important part of their life, that was that was uh, uh, heartbreaking. I, I, I'll tell you just one more story about this, uh, uh, this guy from California. Uh, he got divorced. He has four children. Um, was devastated. Like literally, he said that uh, um, he wasn't functioning for two years, and then he found circles and he joined. He joined the the video meetings, and then after six months of uh, attending those meetings, he decided that he wants to give back and he wants to support other people. So he opened a room for people that are going through a divorce uh, on the on the circles platform uh, for free, and then a lot of people joined. And then I talked with him. I think. Six weeks after he started this uh, supporting other people, and he told me something that was uh, a game changer for me. He told me that circles made him the man he always wanted to be, um, which is such a, a, an honor for us to be part of his journey. He's doing the journey, 
we are just the platform but yeah it's, so i have so many stories uh at the end of the day we have so I'll, just one last story because that really like that's me excited in the last two weeks but so we have people that are guiding rooms i um i reached out to one of them and asked him to tell me his story and and this guy he has is 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 an autistic uh, uh, adult person and he's leading a room uh, for autistic uh, adults uh, um which is such a a, a great thing to do uh, for him and he's so proud of it and and his room is filling week after week and he's supporting other people and um talking to him was uh, was such an humbling uh, experience for me um again meeting people that are dedicating their lives to support other people which is you know it 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 can any better than that that's incredible that's thank you for sharing these stories each one of them just makes my heart open up like a flower to the sun uh when how does one become a facilitator for circles irad so we have two um tiers the first tier is just people that we lived experience people that are dealing with kind of life challenge and they can go into the app and and they can open a room and then invite people to their room so that's the basic tier and then we are providing them with a lot of tools and leveraging technology to help them be the best facilitators they can be also we have a lot of coaches people that are that dedicate like divorce coach or grief coach that decided to dedicate their life to supporting other people and leveraging circles uh, platform to help other people and then we have the the premium tier uh, which is more of a paid and and there the 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 facilitators are people with the uh, certified mental health so it could be grief coaches or with group exp- groups leader experience so those are the two um uh, tiers of facilitators but literally any uh, person that wants to support other people that went through an healing process and wants to give back just download the app and can open a room and support other people um ivrad so there's many people who re- are at a certain point in their life and they realize they need help they may even voice that they need help to loved ones but they still haven't taken the final step to actually connect uh with whether it's you know platform like circles or some other type of therapy or support how would you encourage someone who needs help but is still hesitant to take that step to actually get help we need to define what is a step and then each one of us because there are different steps that you can take that will get you closer to help because the other day if you don't if you're not ready to get get help it won't be that uh such like it won't be you it won't be that beneficial for you uh, you need to be ready to get up and you need to get to to be ready to get a certain uh, level of help which it's obviously it varies so i think that the the most important thing is the realization getting help is something that can help you it's it sounds so it's literally like getting help will help you but most of us don't like most of us don't understand that talking to other people can help you listening to other people can help you reading what other people wrote about the same situation that you are in can help you that like realize the realization that there there there's something you can do there is a way out 
there is a light outside of this black tunnel that you are in, there is a light. So the first step could be any kind of engagement that you feel comfortable in order to be in touch with whatever you are dealing with. So, and I'll give a, a really simple example from my own experience. You know, I'm, I'm uh, happily married, my and my wife and I surprisingly sometimes fight. And the one thing that I realized during, it took me a while, uh, but what I, what I realized is the sooner I talk about whatever we are dealing with, with my friends, I'm not ready to speak with her about it yet, like when we have a fight. But every time I speak with someone else, it always helps me with the, you know, the, the internal process that I'm going through. And then I'm, I'm going back and, and, it, and it's fun and we are, we are sorting things out. But the, the, the more I keep it inside, uh, uh, the more it, the more it's more painful and I'm not getting any closer to a solution. The minute that I open up and talk about it, that's it. Like it's a one-way street. You're on your way to uh, to feel better and to solve it. So I think any kind of engagement that you can you can do, read, talk, listen, whatever. Mm, that's excellent advice, Ira. Thank you. Um, I'd like to ask you something that's a little bit different, and that's about how your vision actually came into reality. A lot of us have you know, great ideas, uh, desires and dreams, but a lot of us never manifest them, you know, because uh, we just don't get up and then actually bring it from, you know, this sphere of intellect into this sphere of the material world. Uh, you did. Was there a particular moment that made you decide that you're actually going to take action and you know, bring circles into life? And if so, can you share this moment with us, please? It was this one. So it it's obviously was a, a process. There wasn't any stage that I said, okay, I'm going all in. There was a stage that went all in, but it was later, uh, uh, late, later. But at the beginning, it was more of an obsession of me understanding that it's like, uh, now I can... Um, visualize uh, my vision and talk about it and it's it's I, i'm guess i hope it's more clear uh or it's clear but before like two years ago three years ago when i when i talked about it with myself and others it wasn't that clear what's like it, i i was around like where i am now but i wasn't that uh, uh it wasn't that clear to me uh and there was this moment where so i told i told you about the um Uh, the experience that I had with my own personal grief and me, my mother. And then I said, okay, let's, I want, and I woke up every morning thinking about, wow, people are out there uh, dealing with all kinds of life challenges and there's nothing out there. There's nothing. And a good idea is a, is a, an idea that stuck with you. And then I, I, um, I developed this really, really, really uh, crappy product uh, of chat uh, of people that are, so people can chat and uh, keep their anonymity and talk with other people that are dealing with the same challenge. But it was a real-time chat. And then I, I posted on, on social networks and people uh, downloaded it, tried it out. And then there was this group of people that the, the, the group was around uh, social isolation. And then they started chatting, asking themselves, 
uh, asking all kinds of questions, started to connect, and then they said, uh, and then they said, wow, this is really a crappy app. Let's move to WhatsApp uh, and text there. And everybody shared their phone number and left the, the, the app. And then a week after, um, someone posted on the app, hey, is there anybody out there? Can you, can you hear me? One of the people that was a week, and then I said, wow, that, there's something there. Like, we need to solve it. That, that was the moment that I said, wow, I need to solve it because this person was interacting with people. They went to WhatsApp. I don't know what happened there, obviously, but something made him come back after a week and saying, hey, I went to this go-to place the, of lonely people. And then I realized we need a place for pe people that can go in and look for people. Um, and as you brought circles into this world, did you have support? Did you have a support network, a type of a mentor? Um, is there a process around this that you can share with us? Because you also raised, I think you raised $8 million in funding, right? Uh, a couple of years ago. We raised 27, to date, we raised $27 million. Oh, thank you for correcting me. That's massive. So can you talk about that process a bit? Sure. So in terms of like support system, uh, really, uh, I, re I realized that I need a support system. We, we didn't talk about my previous experience, but I didn't have a full experience of, of uh, building a, um, a startup company. And I've been fortunate enough to have amazing investors that have been supporting and they, they are obviously experts in startups supporting the, the circles since the beginning and then I have all kind of mentors uh, as we speak like I'm surrounding myself with three different people with three different expertise that are uh, um, that are supporting me each one of them in, dif in, in uh, different ways and so that this the first circles is investors the second is the mentors or uh, uh, and the third is my amazing team like the team the people that I work with um it took a while to build the right team um since as I as I said I didn't have the right experience so I didn't choose immediately the right people uh, to do the journey with me um but as right now we have an amazing team uh that we we are we are the support system of each other I just had a call with one of my the my uh, one of the the leadership team, one member of the leadership team, and she told me that she's amazed that we have no ego in the team. Like as we come, like really, really support each other, and she feel comfortable doing what dealing with whatever comes. And I think that's the big win uh, for us. Beautiful. And <laughs> there, um, if you could, um, you know, pull out a wishing, a magical wand. Uh, and tap it, where would you like to see circles, let's say, five or ten years from now? I'm thinking about this woman. I'm obsessed about one woman that I don't know. She lives in New Zealand, and she has an autistic son. She lives in a small village. He's the only autistic son in the village. And right now, as we speak, so five years from now, I want her, I want her to wake up in the morning and circles and know that Circles is the go-to place for her to connect with other mothers that are dealing with the same challenge. So that's what we want to be. I want to be there. I want to be the, to build the go-to place for all those people, as we speak right now, that are dealing with such big challenges, painful challenges. I want to be there for them, and I want to connect them with people that are dealing with exactly the same life challenge. So that's 
where we'll be in five years, we will be in the millions of people. And Ira, there's a question I like to ask uh, each one of my guests, and it's about a practice that has elevated their experience mentally, physically, and or spiritually. Uh, is there a particular um, practice you can share that has helped you, and since we're talking about emotional well-being and mental wellness, that has helped you elevate that part of your life? Can I, can I mention three? Yes, uh-huh. please. So of meditation. First, like practicing meditation. And the second one is uh, the work by Byron Katie, which really helped me um, investigate my thoughts and be much more, uh, um, be a lighter person. And the third is nonviolence communication, which really helped me um, communicate with anywhere from my children, uh, my partner, um, my team, my family. Outstanding. Thank you for sharing those, Irad. And people who would like to connect with you, learn more about you and also about circles, how can they do so? So I think the best way is either shoot me an email. I'm I'm surprisingly uh, uh, super available. Like like you would be uh, uh, surprised by how available I am. So irad at circlesapp.com. App is UP. And Irad uh, Ichler. E-I-C-H-L-E-R at uh, at LinkedIn. Those are like the two be- best platforms to reach, reach out. Super. Thank you so much, Irad. And thank you for coming onto the show and for all the amazing work and offerings you're putting forth into this world, helping make it a better place. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure uh, talking to you. Yeah, greetings from Berlin. Greetings back from Los Angeles. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, I shall say. Thank you so much. Superhumanize. Accelerated evolution.